0: Hello, and welcome to the Leaders of B2B podcast. On this show, we bring you interviews with leading executives at today's rapidly growing B2B tech companies. We dissect the stories, strategies, and journey of CEOs, COOs, CMOs, and more as they share their professional journey. Tune in each week for new episodes from today's leaders. This episode is brought to you by Content Allies. We help B2B tech companies build and run revenue-generating podcasts. We set you up with weekly interviews with your ideal prospects and strategic partners. You show up and have engaging conversations, we handle everything else. Learn more about launching your podcast at
1: contentallies.com. This episode is brought to you by Ad One Zero, where we do lead to close sales execution for B2B services companies with a technology flair. If you're looking to scale your company from six figures to seven figures of revenue, talk to Ad1Zero.
0: Hey there, leaders, and welcome back to another episode of Leaders of B2B. Today we have a super special episode, Ledge and myself joining here to do a, a conversation and talking really about how to use podcasts and turn those into revenue, uh, particularly when you know you're, you're doing podcast interviews with people and there's potential for business there. How do you tactfully turn those into business opportunities, and that's what we're going to be talking about here today. Uh, And so, you know, Ledge, I guess, um, you know, we, we do a lot of these. I know you've, prior to Leaders of B2B, you did what, I think 200 of these interviews. I've done around, probably around 150, 200 as well on my own show before Leaders of B2B, and we both saw just the massive potential of when you are interviewing people, you're building your network, you're connecting with a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity to do business with all those people you interview, and it's not to say that that's the sole purpose of the show, but you know great opportunity and value comes out of it and you know you get all the content, but you also you know have the ability to turn those in those interviews into real business relationships and so um you know I'm curious, I guess from your perspective, i know we we approach this in some different ways, which we'll talk about but you know, when you're doing these interviews and you're having these conversations, how do you think or what is your kind of frame or how, how you go about turning these actually into you know revenue producing relationships?
1: Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. It's good to actually get to talk to each other and, and record it. We do this all the time, but we I don't think this, this is our first episode together since your podcast. So this is fun. Yeah. And I would say that I look for qualification from the guests. Now, I, we're trying to book guests. Using the same type of scenarios that we might help somebody with building their their podcast, and just is this somebody who's interesting? Is this somebody who you know we might want to build a relationship with, one way or another? Uh, Some of those relationships will turn out to be revenue producing, and I think we came to define revenue producing or you know revenue relationship as could be a partnership, it could be a referral relationship, and it could be Uh, customer, you know, somebody who you end up actually doing business with, because it's mutually valuable. So that's, that's the filtering that I go through. And then I also came to discover that this strategy works really well, if you're talking to somebody who is, there's two, there's two things that I think make this really valuable for um, someone who might do this type of strategy for their business. And the first one is, is there some kind of executive to executive selling type of scenario? You know, that that really like it needs to be a leader-to-leader leader type of, of sale. Something has to happen, like that connection between two higher-level people, one of whom we suggest would be the host. And the other thing, it it seems to relate well to, I think this goes together. It's a high-ticket items, like high-ticket services. Um, you can build any business using. Using podcasting, and I think the revenue focus podcasting really, it really fits best with a you know high ACV or high ticket sort of value, where it's it's sold in some way, executive to executive. So you know that's what I look for. If if you and I have a guest or on any podcast, if I have a guest where I think the services that that we all sell as as our businesses make make sense, you know I I will and we talk about styles, like I'll directly mention that after the episode, I'd say, Jake, you know, I really enjoyed this conversation today. And, you know, hey, no hard sell. This is not why I invited you here. But if this is a vehicle that might help you, I I think your business has an executive to executive selling component, and it has a high ticket value. And we know from experience that, you know, this is a, a channel that works. And if you want to talk about that, Awesome. And if you don't, we're still going to give you a whole bunch of free PR. And we're gonna have a good time together. And we're super happy to have you, you know, in our network. So it, I think it's interesting, you and I come from like, you know, you're, you're a big marketing guy, and I'm I'm sort of just a sales guy. And like the different views on those things, my philosophy is telling is selling, you know, it it won't make a big difference to me if someone does or doesn't do a thing. But uh, I want to make them at least aware that that it's available. And that's what that conversation's about.
0: Nice, I love that. And I know you've got, yeah, you've you've got the direct approach and kind of typically make that ask right there on the first interview or throw it out there. And I'll share kind of my approach. That sometimes I do that when it feels fitting or if the conversation feels like it naturally goes there, and we we chat a bit about what we're doing. But sometimes, like I don't know, like I'll I'll admit, and I know that some of um, our other you know podcast hosts are like kind of apprehensive about being that direct and it's kind of like kind of scary a bit you know but um but some of the other ways i'll do it is if like if it doesn't feel right for me to just like say like hey you know is this something you'd be interested in this is what we do you know be happy to chat or anything but i always like to kind of end it with like you know love what you guys are doing anything you ever want to collaborate anything we can do to help just let me know you know i might casually toss out the idea of like hey you know this is what we do could be interested to chat about this at some point but um, if I don't, you know, one of the other things I often look at is like just how do I provide value after that initial interview and really just like build a relationship. Um, and that's where I've I've probably done more so slow plays into deals than I've done with like the quick, fast sell where, um, you know, example of one is like, you know, had a guy on the guest show, really good speaker, really cool business was growing. saudi was like a great prospect for us. And uh afterward, I'm like, okay, this guy has business in um, you know, e-commerce space, doing like direct to consumer brands. Okay, cool. Like I know some other people in that space. Uh and I, I was like, hey, you know, uh, I know this guy, that would be like, great. And I think that's actually what I did on that initial call. I was like, hey, I know someone who might be a good connection for you. He's got a very similar customer base. Maybe you guys can partner. So I need initially like make an intro there, literally find meet another D2C guy, and like soon I make another introduction. And stuff like that. And so that's one thing I do is often I always look like, how can I just like connect people together, make recommendations or stuff and just like look for those value ads. I've even like uh, I had a marketing person on and I told them about this really cool tool we use to promote our content and stuff. And they were just like, oh, this is awesome. Like you just made my day like this is amazing. And so like it's I look at those ways of like I think for me often is like, how do I create value and just like give in those conversations And then I often kind of circle back around with like an ask of, you know, a couple of weeks later of, hey, like, you know, thought about this, you know, um, interested in having a quick call to talk. And that's where I kind of make an ask. And that has been converting pretty well, I think, when you do like the value add on the front end where like they at least want to hear you out because you've kind of built that relationship with them. So that's my approach, a little less direct. Um, I don't know, you've got more closes than I do, so uh, (laughs) I can't say which way works exactly better, but maybe mine's just a slower, longer play, but that's one of the ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense, right? And like, what are you really describing? Like how to be a good network contact? Like, And that's what we're trying to do here. You know, like everybody that is in our, what do you call it, funnel, or you call it network, I mean, whatever it is, like. We exist here to, in in all of the businesses, to really add value to others. And uh, I think, and we're talking to a lot of founders, we're talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Like, that's the idea. And I I don't know that it maybe applies to every, you know, sort of every client we have that's running their own podcast or, or not. That's the idea, right? When you interact with somebody, you should be adding value in every possible way That you can. And there might be a really good introduction. And there might be just the fact that you're able to tag them on a bunch of posts and provide them with great content. I mean, I always say, like, just the fact that you invited somebody to do an interview is a special give. You didn't ask for anything. I mean, like, so where virtually nobody does that, Uh, nobody has a platform that can allow those people that you're interested in adding value to, like you already added value by having them on. And uh, I'm I'm amazed that every time we put something up on my LinkedIn, which is a video or a, a graphic or a quote or something of one of our guests on Leaders of B2B, those get way more interactions than any of the smart thought leader, whatever stuff that I put out with my name on it. And uh, that's good for everybody, right? Like that, it's super cool that we get to use our platform to build those relationships. So I'll circle that back around and say, I think all all the things are necessary. Uh, well, marketing sales, you know, it all works together. Ultimately, the long-term ones you want to come back around when they're thinking about and, and aware of your thing. And uh, I like the early mention because I want to make sure that, when someone thinks B2B podcast, you know, they think about us first. And I, I need to make sure, at least to my mind, I want to make sure that people know here's who you're talking to and here's the thing that we do and provide. And then, you know, I everybody don't like be salesy or, you know, I just like I don't think mentioning and trying to get money for the thing you do is is salesy. But I can appreciate that that is not a natural disposition for everybody. So time horizon may be the main, the main issue there. Uh, at the same time, you and I both know that we encounter and have clients who want a fast turn to revenue. Well, if you aren't asking, you know that isn't, that isn't going to happen. And you are you know, sort of putting yourself in the long-term nurture bucket, which is totally cool. Some of that will convert probably at the same level, maybe more. Uh, but it ain't going to be soon.
0: Yeah. And I'll share on that. One of the ones that I, I did not make a direct like, Hey, this is what we do. Happy to chat. If you ever wanted to on like a call, I actually, um, I went super slow play on this one. It was one of my earlier ones. I was a little kind of more nervous around it. And, uh, The customer then proceeded to um, literally hire a vendor for exactly what we do uh, within the two month period uh, of when we had the interview to when uh, it actually got published. Cause like, oh, I'll just wait till after like it gets like their episode goes live, and like they just hired a vendor. I was like, damn, like I could have been in at least on like the process of like potential of that, and I didn't even make the ask, and so now I'm kind of very casually doing that ask, but. I find another thing like sometimes people are like, oh, someone doesn't engage. You know, I followed up with them. They didn't, you know, do anything. It's like you don't want someone to feel like, hey, I just did this show and now like I'm just being sold like that's you don't want that feeling. So you got to make it feel like natural relationship building. So another thing is like whenever the episode starts going live, that like gives you another chance to reopen the dialogue with them because you send them the episode, you send them all these social graphics, you start tagging them in posts on LinkedIn. Um, or like our team actually does all that for you. And it's really cool. Like that was, um, one of the people that, um, we, that's recently come through from my side was like, Hey man, I love seeing all the stuff you guys are tagging on LinkedIn. That's super cool. And like literally mentioned that when he circled back around and wanted to like hop on a call to talk. And so. All of that, again, it's like it's like it's this reciprocity thing where it's like, hey, we're giving you all this content. Cool. We're tagging you and we're promoting you on LinkedIn. We're featuring your interview. We're putting paid promotion behind this interview, all this stuff. Um, there's just kind of this reciprocity where then people will like listen and hear you out and, you know, build that relationship there. So I think it's something where you can you don't want to be like a super hard sale, but, you know, sometimes you've got to play it a little slow. And each, you know, the, there's like the interview is like a touch point. And then the publishing and the promotion are like additional touch points that are all places to re-engage that
1: conversation. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. And I think there's plenty of space to do all these things in an authentic way that is a mutual win-win. Like, yes, we are talking to people we want to do business with. That's okay. You know, that's that's why we're all here. You know, you don't start, it's not a hobby and we can provide all kinds of value and we can tag people we can promote them to our network like this these are not mutually exclusive items i don't think anybody should have the illusion that we aren't all doing an activity that in fact relates back to our livelihood and so you know i just think it all goes together and it's it's okay to be honest about Yes, I had you here and I'm going to do all the things that I said I was going to do regardless of any payback or expecting anything in return. However, if it's mutually beneficial, this is a conversation we might want to have because I believe with everything that I have, like I'm putting time into this. I'm showing you this model that in fact makes our business a lot of money. It's a model that can also make your business, Mister, Mrs. Guest, a lot of money also. <laughs> you know, So it could be cool for you to listen to this. And if it fits, awesome. If it doesn't fit, that's cool too. We're still going to do all the things that we said. And I just think that it's my mission in life to make all those people more money. If we have a tool that makes them more money, we should tell them about it.
0: Yeah. I love that. Uh, another thing I want to pivot and talk on a bit as well is um, this idea of using these podcast interviews to build partnerships as well. And this is something that I, I, I think I've done probably more partnerships than uh, direct sales with most of my podcast interviews. And it's kind of where actually I focus a lot of my energy and stuff with the show. But um, I think there's also something to be said about just anytime you connect with someone, if there's a way for you to collaborate on content, where, you know, like if they've got a podcast as well, or they've got a webinar series and you can go be a guest on that, that can be often better than a direct sale. And you know, not every interview, not every show is framed around this, but um, you know, even if, you know, you're you're not going after someone like that, you can go after an association for the industry you're targeting. And if you can then go speak to like at that association. And so there's like th- that is one of the probably biggest benefits I've had is like, okay, let me think through who are the influencers, who are the people that have audiences of my ideal customer, let me go interview them, network with them, and then figure out how I can most of the time go speak, maybe sometimes write a guest blog post for them. But I'd say like the speaking appearing on their podcast or appearing on their webinar series, like if you can do those kind of relationships, like that can drive some serious lead volume. And that I think is a, another really, really powerful way to use it. It's not always as direct, not always as quick, but those relationships can go a super long way to build those partnerships.
1: Yeah. And also not mutually exclusive. Like You should do all those things and you know, continue to try to push through and look for opportunities to, to work together. So I, We're just describing good marketing discipline. And I think if there's any message to take away, it's like, yes, do all the things like have, do these things, ask these questions. And if you're not comfortable, maybe asking a direct question of selling your particular service or product straight up, maybe you're more comfortable asking the question, hey, I really, I really enjoyed this time together. Is there any way we could collaborate on content for your business? Maybe I'll, I'll, I could show up and we could do a, a webinar together. Uh, does, do your marketing people do that? That would be, that'd be great. Oh, you already have a podcast. Great. I'd be thrilled to be a guest if, if you in, in wanted to invite me to do that and have some more conversations that could benefit you. And none of those things would preclude you from later doing you know other business. So by all means, use your natural charisma and, and gravitas to provide more value, connect in more ways. And if it increases your reach, that's great, you know, because I can tell you the sales people like us down at the bottom of the funnel that we sure want more leads coming in, you know, so your business, whoever you are listening to this really could benefit from that partnership type of vibe as well. So, again, like a revenue producing relationship is a partnership, a referral or a direct sale. And uh, really, you'd like to have and think about your revenue mix of a business an ideal business that you're probably building, you want all of those channels firing because you want to balance things out. So that partnership really could work for you when your direct sales are a little slow, you know, maybe at the end of a year or December or something. Then those referrals, you know, you if you maintain the network relationships sort of one-to-one and you continue to add value there, that's going to be great when you don't have maybe something else in the funnel. So depending on any one channel for your revenue, can be not awesome. So you would like to have all these things, you know, sort of firing for you. And that's where marketing sales, again, work together. Like, absolutely do it.
0: Yeah, I love this. So um, I think that's a lot of my points that I wanted to hit on with this today. But really, for me, I think it all comes down to just like build a relationship and be human and make an ask. Like, it, it really comes down to that of, how do you provide value? How do you, you know, send them even articles or, you know, anything like this? Just like, how do you provide value? It sounds like the kind of cliche, obvious things, but they work. Um, and if you can make introductions, send them articles, provide value of any sort, recommend something to them that they should go look at and just like, show yourself as an expert. And then just combine that with making an ask. And if you deliver that on the front end, you've already delivered an interview, which is valuable. Any additional value you can deliver and then just make an ask. And like, that is the biggest thing I can say that makes these things naturally go forward. So that would be kind of my my key summaries and takeaways here. But any other final points from you, Ledge?
1: Yeah, I've been reading a lot about you know uh, it's all about now the individual not the institution people want to hear from the individual you know so you don't see as many sort of brand accounts you know doing outreach and things like that and i i think this vehicle is a great example of that like if you have a podcast you're having a one-to-one interview it's a one-to-one discussion and sort of relationship building there and then you can again like you're when you're doing that you're jake Doing those things, you're building relationship with Jake and that person, each of whom has a business and maybe maybe could transact some some other value there. But that's that's the one to one type of relationship that the, the podcasting is a great reason to get together and do that. How many virtual coffees can you do now with with no purpose? You know, like everybody's getting burned out, but this is more fun. It's like uh, it's purposeful. It's maybe like getting a little dressed up, you know, and going out to dinner. Like there's a reason to do these things. And podcasts, I think, fill a different version, a more grown up version of of just networking for the sake of, hey, let's get together and have another uh, virtual coffee, which, you know, we're all kind of done with right now. So I think this is a great thing to do. And it can become uh, here's my warning is it becomes overwhelming if you do too much. So have a system. And and we can help you build that system if if you're interested. I often have to step back and and go back to my almost flow chart of how I'm doing these things and going, who did I touch base with and when? It's it's very similar to the way you would manage your you know your old tickler file or or something like that. Like I haven't reached out to you know Contact X in a while and I'm and I'm aware of that. So let me go see what their business is doing. And oh, let's find an article and that's interesting. And how you know when you were on our podcast, you talked about this being your goal six months ago. Have you hit the goal? Is there anything we can do to help you with that? So you have just extracted a lot of personal and thoughtful information. You should probably also you know have a mechanism in place to use that and and uh, intelligently converse, not just you know I think people all the time do with like impersonal follow up and this vehicle wouldn't respond well to that any more than any other would how many of us really want to get one more impersonal email we don't i don't know if anything i think you would agree with this (laughs) it's just do the work do the work in a solid good way you know after years of doing the work it will start to pay off for you and if you're looking for a shortcut so are all the rest of us and you know so let us know when you find it because we haven't found it yet but we do have a thing that when you do work it will actually work for you
0: yeah and i think the other key point to hit on that was just it came up for me when you were talking about all that it's just coming down to having expectations and realizing that not everybody is going to convert uh not everybody's going to be a customer and like you don't want to try to force it you don't like you know some people like you're going to have a great interview but They're just not going to be in the right timing, the right buying cycle. Maybe they want a budget. They're just not interested. And even though they may have been kind of what looks like an ideal persona or an ideal partner, just not every interview is going to work out, just like every sales call doesn't work out. And so it's just recognizing that, you know, if you do, it's about, it's a numbers game. And if you've got a high ticket sale, um, what we typically see is about like 10% of these end up converting into some sort of revenue relationship if if you're treating this well. And so just recognizing that if like, hey, if you're hitting like, if you're betting one for 10 out of these, like you're and you've got a high ticket sale, then it's like still going to be great in generating like phenomenal revenue for your business. So um, I think that's the other thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just straight up math. Like, I mean, we, I would be so bold as to say we invented this, right? And we are not achieving greater than 10% guess to revenue conversion as much as I would like to do so, you know, so. I think that number stands and it it goes back to combine what we've done three, 400 podcast episodes and appearances, you know, between us. And I think we, you know, we have a reasonable calculation of, you know, some one and a half million dollars of attributable revenue over the course of doing that. Nothing to sneeze at. That's that's something to be proud of for any marketing channel. Uh, But did 400 conversions come from that? No. And I think people need to understand that, you know, maybe 40, 50, you know, we're maybe trending above 10% uh, there, but like, that's the game in the exact same way that you must have a ton of different touch points and conversations. Show me the funnel where somebody pours a hundred leads in and gets a hundred sales because yeah, I want that too, but that isn't going to happen, you know, and this is exactly the same thing. So I think what this vehicle provides you is a chance to have conversations that are meaningful that potentially tip to a higher conversion rate at certain points in the funnel. And that's all we can do, right? Try to load load the dice, uh, make make the game work in the house's favor. You know, that's that's marketing, but ultimately just have more conversations, have the best conversations you have, have the conversations with the right people. And when the timing goes in your favor, some of those will convert. And so our argument is it's better to have 50 of the exact right conversations with the exact right people and have five of those convert for a high ticket value. That's good math. Um, and it more than pays you know, for itself. Turn on your other marketing channels and, and start to you know sort of reap the benefits of that enhanced content, enhanced networking, and all the other benefits that you thought you were getting from podcasts We're just looping that all together in a nice, affordable package.
0: Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to come on here, Ledge. Good stuff here. And um, yeah, if anyone's got any other further questions, wants to hear more about us, just head over to contentallies.com where you can learn how we do this entire podcasting approach for you. So uh, thanks for taking the time to listen, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can see the show notes and more links from today's episode at leadersofb2b.com.